1: Welcome, Cinnamon Rollers, to the Cinnamon Roll Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the cinnamon rolls that we've been eating. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, sometimes they're sad, and sometimes they're bad. Cinnamon rolls, one for everyone.
0: I really just was going to see how long you could do it. And? uh the key like the real highlight for me was the rhyming of bad to bad yeah. sometimes they're good sometimes they're bad bah, 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 and sometimes they're bad
1: you Where know did repetition where'd i learn that from
0: <laughs> mc carol
1: <laughs> yeah uh Two funny, oh, oh. No, one cinnamon roll story and then one uh, after school snacks story. that I wanted to share.
0: Y'all were, you came, you, you came, came out, hard right? for the after yeah. school activities. It's great. I've never gotten so many voice memos. Yeah, I've never gotten so many specific nostalgic childhood memories. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. So I'm not going to say you. the
1: one that I have is the winner. It's just a great one and we okay. wanted to share it. Great. First of all, uh, we actually just got off a call with uh, a woman named Gabby. Yeah. But in our emails setting up the call with Gabby, yeah. she said... That a seagull stole her mini cinnamon
0: You gotta be kidding me! And
1: I told her that's like one of my worst nightmares. <laughs> it's like having a delicious cinnamon bun in my clutches.
0: Yeah, so and close. to
1: have someone, anyone, anyone, a seagull, a person, take it from me.
0: Yeah, that is devastating. That day, that that's, day is that day is done.
1: It's that's over. It's like the worst thing you yeah, could happen. That's it's brutal. Not, obviously, that's very facetious, but. <laughs> Wow, what a silly thing! Uh, anyway, let me read. This is. Gabby, from... I'm so
0: sorry. Did she get a new cinnamon roll after that? I Did didn't she... find out. Oh my god!
1: I know. I, I, would, get... I
0: would get two just out of spite. I would imagine
1: you do. I you don't think. Do. I don't think there's many people who are like. Well, mm, cinnamon well... cinnamon roll's gone because that seagull. I guess I'll just go about my life.
0: No, you'd be, you would get a spiteful cinnamon roll.
1: Yeah. And then she said she got a mini Cinnabon, So I'm guessing you go full size. Yeah. You got to upgrade. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the afternoon snack conversation. If you didn't listen to the previous episode, we talked about our after school rituals, which we just thought were funny and silly to share. You guys, as Caroline said, shared a bunch with us. But this one from Lee just really was amazing. So she said, I love the bit about after school activities. I, too, was a latchkey kid watching DuckTales. What is latchkey? We don't know. Okay. Is it like you come home and you reach over and like you pull the latch and that's the key to get inside? There's
0: definitely something like that. <laughs> I don't
1: know. That, that's not the important part. Uh, so she said she watched DuckTales and then eventually she switched over to Brady Bunch. She said, Anyway, I knew where my mom hid the Little Debbie snack cakes.
0: And then I, that took me on a whole Little Debbie oh, yeah. like.
1: Yeah, what's your favorite little Debbie snack?
0: Oh yeah, we used to have those at summer camp as a snack. I didn't get
1: to eat many of these. Kelly was not allowing many of these. Well, in the yeah, house. they're made
0: out yeah, of not food.
1: Exactly. But
0: delicious.
1: She said I had to climb over the dryer to get into <laughs> the top cabinet above the fridge. It seems like I remember eating several cakes at a time and I don't remember ever getting caught. I'll have to ask her about it. Also I remember how I wanted to hear my voice so I Oh, I also remembered how I wanted to hear my own voice singing, so I used a Walkman with headphones to listen to Guys. music. Recording my voice with a tape player. Oh my god, it sounded terrible, guys. That there, that okay. was amazing. Lee, I have gotten thank you so, much. so
0: many shout-outs about. I want. I wish I knew exactly who posted it on social, but hashtag Secret Singers Club. Oh yeah. Because so many of you came out of the woodwork and were like, "Yes, I practice music, uh, music video dances in my room. I practice singing on a stage." But when nobody, when I thought nobody was home, like yeah. we all thought that we were gonna be pop stars. Like now, I'm is this sure. just the
1: TRL generation?
0: It, it could is. be heavily influenced by TRL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, God, thank you for just joining me in that oh
1: thank you everybody for your after your after school rituals those were great the secret singing society what is it
0: secret in society, secret is we'll society. Uh,
1: this is just like our favorite part of doing this podcast is
0: the is memories getting lemon. to
1: hear from you guys on how like the silly things like yeah we all obviously the majority of these episodes are about something we want to share that's hopefully helpful but let's I mean let's Mostly be real
0: pertaining to business the
1: stuff that's fun is the like yeah I used to climb over the dryer to get into the <laughs> little, little Debbie Daddy's. where my mom hid them in a cabinet <laughs> Oh, it's just great. Yeah. It's just great.
0: So thanks for listening and, uh, and joining us.
1: Okay, so I think that wraps up our preamble. Fully went through all the things that we need to go through. Let's get into why did you take off work last Monday?
0: All right. So we oh, thought- we didn't even
1: celebrate the launch.
0: Oh, let's celebrate now. Okay. Oh,
1: yay. <laughs> Ooh, a little bit more. What? I don't, okay. yeah, I don't want to be in people's. I know. Yeah. Look,
0: you forced me into like do a like,
1: do tiny but like okay. big. <laughs> uh-huh go on yes oh uh-huh. yeah
0: yeah yeah okay Woo-hoo. this sounds all
1: right i don't <laughs> oh, know this okay. like like, a turn. yeah yeah that's some weird asmr fine. celebration right
0: there <laughs> guys we what a we had a great launch
1: fantastic launch just fant- and all you new wamers who might be listening hello welcome we would list all of your names off on the podcast but we don't have those right now with us. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> and we'll also yeah.
0: people would be very bored because thankfully it was so many new members and we're so excited to have just like a fresh group to bring, you know, there it always just brings added vitality to the Slack group. That's
1: why we love doing the biannual enrollment because yep. it just brings a new crop of people to freshen everything up.
0: Yep. And so yeah, thank welcome to everyone. And if you didn't join us this time around, totally fine. Um, We are big on You know, joining us when the timing is right for you. We will have another enrollment in fall, so be on the lookout for that. And that's us celebrating the launch. There we go. Okay, so that actually brings us into this story, which is the inspiration for this podcast topic. Which is, it this was Sunday night before the end of our launch. So our launch ended on March 29th, and oh, this past week and Sunday, I started noticing just some physical body sensations that I often feel when like my anxiety is creeping up or something. I was feeling like a little bit dizzy. I was not, not really even feeling anxious, but just, I could feel this like dizziness, um, and tiredness in my body. And I would say by all accounts, this launches the most stress list that we've ever had. Yeah. However, I was recognizing that I, I was definitely on my computer much more than we normally are
1: Thanks a lot notion
0: yeah I was so I was coming off of doing the notion starter pack I was recording all these videos for people to walk them through that then we had the coaching session on notion so there was a lot of computer work there I was trying to keep up more with social um and so there was a lot of screen time and I was showering on Sunday night and I had this whole the whole week in front of me and I, I was like oh I have all these to do's and then I just said to myself nope I just said I'm going to take off tomorrow and it just like came to me out of the blue like it's so funny to me because we run our own businesses but so often we forget that we are the bosses like we are the ones who can tell ourselves to take a day off or take that space and it seemed like such a, a <laughs> wild idea when it came to me. I was like, yeah. oh, I can just take the day off. But the reason it felt so wild is because I have a very regimented schedule. And and if I take the day off, it means that that time has to be, you know, thing, things get pushed back or whatever. But what I have learned is that oftentimes when I feel like I can't take that time is when I need it the most. And now I don't even hesitate anymore. I'm just like, yep, I'm taking the day off. And so what did I do? I marched out after my shower. I marched out and I said, hey, FYI. I'm taking the day off tomorrow. And you were like, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, I think in this scenario, like if you think about like, there's like sometimes me as the boss of you, but most of the times you as the boss of you, Yeah. I'm the better boss of you in these situations. Absolutely. I'm like, please take the day off. Please like take weeks off. I would love for you to go vacation, like on our side yard oasis, just like go live out there for like a month. But you're like, no, I got to get some more stuff done. And even on, on. I think we're going to talk more about like schedules and things, but there are even times when you'll be like, "Okay, I'm shutting my laptop for the day," yeah, and then you're like on your iPad or on your phone, and I can like see that you're like looking doing at doing stuff. Yeah, and I'm just like the whole point of shutting the laptop is to not be doing the thing that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. well, that's
0: what we wanted to talk about in this episode: is boundaries yeah. and how do you set them, and then how do you stick to them? And it's not like we're perfect at it, but I do think that we're a lot better than we used to be. Right. Like big time better than we used to be, Um, even though we still struggle with it. And it's because we do like our work so much, but it's really important to set those boundaries so that you do maintain some sort of balance. And also, if you are somebody who is sensitive or deals with anxiety or things like that, it is a, a good mental health practice to have to set those things and to recognize when your body's telling you that you need to pull back. And so what we have learned is we I have to pull back even before I get to the edge. And so that's what kind of Sunday was for me. It was like, well, it's not like I'm fine. Like I'm not, my anxiety isn't high. I don't feel exhausted. I don't feel burnt out. But it's that little teeny twinge of like, I've been on my screen a lot. That is the step before the ledge that I need to pay attention to and go, whoa, I need to throttle it back.
1: And that's when people tend to say, and we've heard this from so many of our members and people on our email list, they're like, yeah, I think I'm starting to feel burnt out. It's like, okay. Okay. Number one, you're already burnt out. Yeah. Number two, you got to do things right now. Because if you keep pushing through this, and we've been through this so many times, that's when you lead to this place where it's like the recovery from the actually getting fully burnt out. So even for you, it's like the recovery for having a full on anxiety, not attack, I don't want to say it that way, but like, it's just, it flares up a lot. Yeah. The recovery time of that is, is weeks. Yeah. As opposed to what you did on Sunday, which is like, "Mm, I need to take tomorrow off. Mm -hmm. And then that. And it, it probably was this this whole week, you know, we're recording this on the Thursday when the podcast is supposed to come out because of exactly what we're talking about, where things then have to give. Things have to move around. Yeah. We weren't going to record on Tuesdays. We were actually going to try and record on Tuesday yeah. this week. But it just didn't it didn't make sense because you took Monday off. You were still feeling a little bit out of it. Wednesday, we had to do a doctor's appointment. And so, like, there's that. And it's just like, okay, this is the one thing that, like, it could keep, we could have skipped this episode. But you felt good today. Yeah. And it's because... You did what you I did. I took
0: those time. Yeah, it took that time.
1: I wanted to bring up another thing yeah. uh, involved in this, which is I was on Slack with a, another friend of ours, a business friend, and sent me a message. and Was like, "Hey, uh, question for you. I know you guys are probably super swamped with your launch. You're so busy, so it can wait until after some question."
0: Which was nice of which was, them. Oh yeah, to be very, thoughtful. very,
1: very nice. But it it makes you realize just how much so many of us who run our own businesses get stuck in these trappings of a launch or building a thing or whatever has to be stressful. And it does... It doesn't have to be anymore. Yeah,
0: because the funny part is, the part that you left out is when you got that message, you looked around and thought, well, we're not swamped.
1: Not at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I think that that for us, the reason why launches, so for those of you who don't know, we do a two-week launch. So it's nine emails over the course of two weeks to our email list, a bunch of stuff on social. Um, you know, there's just a lot of moving parts. You got to set up the website to be open and all those different things and then all the onboarding for everybody. And, and it is a lot of work, but what we've learned over the years is, You do the work up front. You get everything done up front that you can. Write all the sales emails, get all the social stuff created that you can, have your onboarding tested, tweaked to like all your email sequences, everything like that. And absolutely. We're still working every day. Like the fact that we had the biggest launch we've ever had in wandering aimfully meant I had more people. I was having Slack conversations with more people. I was trying to introduce, fix little problems here and there, because those always happen. And the, the point of me bringing up that friend's message and saying, you know, I know you're super, you're probably super stressed out. It's really nice to not feel super stressed out during a launch anymore. And I only can say that now after probably our 15th launch of wandering aimfully in different iterations that we've, we're finally at that place where we've dialed it in. Yeah. And so for you listening to this, if you're at your first launch and it feels super stressful, that's just kind of par for the course. It's going to be that way until you figure out a rhythm, but maybe you're someone who's listening to this and like you're at your third or fourth launch or whatever. And that could be whatever that is for you. Like it doesn't have to be like a two week sales thing, but hopefully what you're figuring out is the more you can get done ahead of time and that your actual launch time can feel more calm and more ease then you won't have the like post launch burnout that so much of us have dealt with in the past or continue to deal with because you set yourself up for success early on. Yeah. And then you could take the day off at the end of it and not feel like, well, it's the last day of launch. I should be scrambling to do a whole bunch of things. No, you already, you, previous you already set yourself up for success. Yeah.
0: I, that's another thing I wanted to talk about because I don't see many people talking about this, um, but it's something that we've done for the last couple of launches. And I do want to say that we are, in a very privileged place to be able to do this, but this is what happens when you set goals for your launches. So for us going into a launch, we always set a, a low goal, like an enough goal yeah. and a high goal. yeah. Um, our enough goal is like, Hey, this is kind of how much money this launch like needs to make in order for us to reach our financial financial goals with our business. The high goal is like, Whoa, this is hit it out of the park. We would be so excited. But the enough goal is the really important part because, that is kind of the bar that you set for yourself that goes, I've, I've done what I needed to do. And so what happens is for the past two launches, we have hit that enough goal pretty early on in the launch. And we have had these like more, um, I would say, hands-on, hands-on
1: yeah.
0: um, energy uh, dependent kind of things, tactics um, built into the last week of the launch to really drum up sales if for some reason it's not working it's not connecting things like going on lives doing webinars things like that um but what we've realized is the past two launches like if we hit our enough goal within that first week we're like hey we did it and so why burn you know potentially risk burning ourselves out by going above and beyond and doing these like very high touch hands-on things when we don't have to and this is like this is the benefit of running a business that is intentional and that is not concerned with growth for growth's sake. We're not trying to hit every launch sales goal out of the park just because we can, yep. because we're two people who have limited resources of energy. And we know that there's a cost that comes to pushing it to the end. To the limit every single time, and so that happened again. This launch is we we hit our goal, and we had some we had a couple of different tactics that took more of our time, and we said no, let's swap those out. Um, and it was really great to be able to do that, and what allows you to then take the last day of the launch off. Because you're just like, oh, I've been spending too much time in front of a screen. And so I don't know if that's something that you, listener, have done for yourself. But going into your next launch, try it out. Set a goal for yourself that would be, you know, this is how much money this launch has to make. And maybe have some tactics during your launch that are like nice to haves, not have to haves. And challenge yourself to, if you're not feeling like you have the energy in you, give yourself permission to be like, I don't have to push it. Yep. Like, wouldn't it be nice to not have to feel like you have to do every single opportunity and every tactic yeah. in the book?
1: Yeah. And I do think that that we have a lot of respect for people who are doing their first launch, building their first business. Like we, we've been there. We were just there two and a half years ago with Wandering Ampli specifically. And what we really tried to do with that is not try and make our entire business enough number in the first six months of that business. We really established with Wandering Aimfully, I think it was a two-year goal, is Mm -hmm. what we set, of trying to get to this monthly recurring revenue number. And is it hard in the beginning, in the first six months, when you're not even 20 or 30% of the way to your goal? Absolutely, because you're probably not making enough money for this business to sustain you, which absolutely Wandering Aimfully wasn't for us in the beginning. And
0: you wanna get there as fast as possible. And
1: even, you know, a couple months in, you're like, I know I said two years, but like, we need money now. Like right. we're draining our savings. We're doing whatever, but you have to be able to see the longer term yep. and the, the don't burn yourself out. Don't overstress yourself out. Take it slower, figure out what's working. You know, it was interesting. I was looking at our monthly recurring revenue chart. Cause I actually went back to a Post that I was updating every couple months on our journey to get to our enough mm-hmm. number, and I fell off of it in June of 2019 because that was like right at the point where you were starting to feel better, and I was just like, okay, I don't need to like I'm just I'm doing this basically for myself, and yeah. maybe some you know people were interested, but I just couldn't keep up with it. It was like one of those things I let go. So I actually went back and looked at it recently, and I was looking at our charts, and you can see that in the beginning of wandering aimfully, like the first year in a year and a half we just didn't know exactly what we were selling. We didn't yeah. know exactly who we were selling to. And you can see that reflected in our revenue chart. We also didn't have good sales strategies that were working well. We were just trying everything. And then we got to this place last fall. Was it last fall or last spring? It was last spring. So a year ago when we did the first group coaching launch.
0: Yeah. You were, you were just saying timeframes. You weren't telling me what yeah. the second part of that sentence was. So that
1: was a year ago? No, not no, when we did. Was,
0: no, it was fall of 2019. So it it's a year we and we did half coaching. Ago. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it's funny because you see that that is the thing that we figured out like, oh, this is something people are looking for. Oh, this is something that we can do that's not super stressful for us, that's really in our wheelhouse, like right where we want to work. And our revenue followed. Mm-hmm. And then we just have this nice uptick every time we do a launch that really feels like we control that. And I just keep saying that because I know so many of you are getting started or you're trying to figure things out and you're like, you know, i just trying to get this thing done in like six months. It's gonna take longer than that. Yeah. And if you can have a longer term vision and figure out a way that you can set yourself up for that. So maybe it's staying at your nine to five job longer. Maybe it's taking on a couple more clients for longer than you want. Give yourself permission that the thing that you want to be doing, that you want to have replace all your income, might take a bit longer, but that's okay. That slow growth journey, that like snail's pace, the slow and steady pace, that is an okay way to do this. You don't have to do the like explosive Facebook ad, you know, hundred thousand dollar month to kick off your business because that may burn you out completely, and then you have a business that you can't even run because you're so burnt out. Well,
0: exactly. It's the the classic metaphor of like the tortoise and the hare, right? Where it's like. The hair is the one that is so focused on like speed, but because they sort of go so fast and so – and I forget what the you get with the moral of the story is. I don't know. I think the hair gets distracted. He takes a nap at one point. Anyway, (laughs) let's just say though – What
1: is the hair doing?
0: Let's say the hair burns out though. And the thing is if you can have that, as Jason was saying, that long-term perspective – where you go, oh, I'm going to prioritize above all else a pace that is sustainable because that's how I know that I'll be in this for the long haul. And then it's just like it's a game of attrition. Yeah. It's like the people who burn out, then they take a complete step backwards. And, you know, like you don't want that to be you. You yep. want to just be enjoying it, keep going. Um, The second thing, what was the second part that you just said that I wanted to, I had a point about?
1: So, like, my level of handsomeness? Was no, that it? was it? not You that. wanted to just, like, I don't know. Just oh, bring I that remember up. it. Thank you. Okay.
0: The handsomeness was not helpful at it. all. <laughs> but you were talking about the kind of, you know, trajectory of yeah. the growth of Wandering Aimfully. And it is really hard when you're in that beginning section and you feel like you have to make money. But the one piece of advice, and this isn't even on the topic of boundaries, but just while you're talking about the growth of Wandering Aimfully, I think one of the most important things that we did was when we felt like we still weren't there yet, we looked at one, tweaking one aspect of our business at a time. And this is what we kind of teach people inside of Wandering Play Unlimited, which is don't try to do it all. It's so easy to be like, it's not working. And then go, I need to fix my marketing plan. I need to fix my email strategy. I need to fix my offer. I need to fix my, like all these things. And we just said, that's definitely going to burn us out. And just going back to like the whole experimenter, like having the the um, scientific method, yeah. you only want to change one variable at a time so that you can see what impact that has. So what we did is we said, okay, wandering gameplay isn't working. What do we think is the biggest thing holding it back? Okay. We think it's the messaging. We think it's like the way that we're positioning our offer. So let's change the way we talk about it. We didn't change anything except for adding coaching inside of like the actual thing we were offering. We just changed the way that we talked about it. Yeah. It's no longer a membership. It's a coaching program yeah. and changing that really upped the game for us. Okay. Now let's get serious about trying to Convert more people to our email subscribers from our website. So then we focus on getting the quiz up. Okay, now we have more people on our newsletter. Let's focus on dialing in our sales strategy. Okay, now we have these very defined two-week open enrollment periods. Like we just tweaked one thing at a time and gave it the the chance to work. Yep. And that's the biggest piece of advice that I can give somebody. If you're scrambling and you're in the beginning, don't try to change everything at one time, even though you think that's going to get you there faster, it's going to leave you more confused. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think that that's just the, the nature of being a human and needing to make money to exist in the society we live in is that there is a lot of scarcity when it comes to those things. You're like, right. okay, I have to fix this all right now. And That just leads you to burnout and stress and hating your work. And the last thing that you want when you're creating your own business is to hate what you're working on. Yeah. So let's transition into the second part of this that we wanted to chat about.
0: Well, I wanted to talk about something that we were talking about at the beginning, which is just how hard it is sometimes to say no to opportunities. Yeah, that's what I was going to transition
1: into. Yeah. Where'd you think I was going?
0: I don't know. We didn't really structure it in like a parts kind of a thing. So, but- um
1: chapter 2 yeah that's what, no.
0: that's what i wanted to talk about is it is really hard sometimes but i think it's a conversation about boundaries that needs to happen so I, this really is on the back of a couple of years ago we read the book essentialism and this is what really changed my mindset on this if you haven't read that book i highly recommend it we highly recommend it um but it's just the notion of basically you know taking your focus which is scattered across so many different things and opportunities and refining it into as as the author says less but better um opportunities and so really like just refining things so that you're saying yes to a lot less things but you're saying yes to the right things yeah and i really took that advice to heart and so over the years i've been really a lot more strict about the opportunities that I say yes to. And the part that I wanted to talk about that I don't think a lot of people talk about with boundaries is like most of the time it makes me feel like an asshole. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like when people come into my DMS and they're friends and they're people and they say, Hey, I would love for you to speak at my summit. I would love for you to come on my podcast. I would love for you to be a guest poster on this thing. And it's like, these are opportunities that I used to dream that would just land in my inbox when I was getting started. But if I say yes to all of those things, I end up being a burnt out version of myself.
1: Yeah. And saying yes to any of those things means that you're saying no to something else. Right. So what is that something else? Is it your mental health? Is it the stuff that you're already trying to work on that's not quite there? Um, and, And there definitely is a push and pull to this, right? Because in the early on beginning... Sometimes you do have to say yes to a couple of these things that you might want to say no to in the future because you need some momentum. You need to get in front of other people's audiences. Your audience isn't growing. You need to hone your skills on whatever it is that you're doing.
0: So how do you know in the beginning when you are in that place where you maybe need to say yes to more things, how do you know what to say yes to and what to say no to?
1: I think it's very individual. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, like, take us for example. I can say yes to a lot more things because by nature, switching costs for me are not difficult. Right. For you, though, it's very difficult. Yeah.
0: Have you guys, I don't know if you guys have seen this meme recently. I think uh, the actress Viola Davis um, shared this, <laughs> but it was like uh, introverts getting ready for a phone call, and it was like a montage of Rocky. Oh, rocky yeah. things where it's like but that's true that's yeah, yeah, truly yeah. how it is for yeah. introverts and like i'm definitely one of those i have to mentally psych myself up for like an interview or yeah. a call or a thing you know sometimes it's the only main thing that i can get done in my day is that one yeah. thing and so i have to be so mindful of the amount of things that i say yes to um and what i've learned over the years is it really matters how you say no yeah so the more honest that you can like be like this Nyah. Nyah. The more honest you can be with people and um, forthright you can be in why you're saying no, the more receptive I found people are, even if I still feel like an asshole. I just say to myself, like, it's more important that I protect my energy than it is for me to people please in this moment. There is one lovely person who has invited me to three things And she comes in every six months and invites me and like, I am so grateful that she continues because one day the stars will align. But imagine I've had to say no three times in a row and I because it's never a good yes for me. And what I say though, every time is here's what's going on in my world. Here's where my energy is right now. I'm sorry that I, the timing isn't right. I am so grateful that you asked. Um, I'm really trying to get better about boundaries and so I'm really sorry that I can't do this right now yeah. and truthfully and I usually always include something about I would only want to do this if it was a wholehearted yes for me and I can't honestly say that it's a wholehearted yes for me right now because of x y and z yeah and when you frame it like that, I think people are actually really grateful that you are not showing up in a half-hearted way because they would rather have people who want to show up in a wholehearted way.
1: Yeah, and getting back to your original question too, which is like, how do you know when to say no or when to say yes? I think another part of that that I would think about as well, which is if you don't have any things that you can do in your business that can help you achieve your goals – then that probably means you need to say yes to other opportunities that can present you more chances to achieve your goals. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not already building an audience, if you're not already getting people in front of your offer, if you're not already getting people to subscribe or follow or whatever, then that probably means that there's not enough organic traction with the stuff that you have. So you have to go out and try and find people to find your thing. Right. Um, and then it's on you to decide how much of that can you do you know, as a exactly. person. You, you don't need to do 10 or, interviews a month or 10, you know, podcast interviews a month to do that. It can be a couple. It doesn't have to be a lot, but a lot of it is really just based on where you are in your journey. And we we say this a lot and we hopefully, it it doesn't come off as, um, you know, anyway, us trying to sound like we were just better than anybody else, but it's just, we are at a very privileged place where we can say no to almost every opportunity. But the majority of the reason we can do that is because three years ago, us, Thought long term mm-hmm. and said, We want organic traffic. We want to figure out our website that converts to our email list. We want to control everything that we're doing and not have anybody else control our audience, our growth, and our things. And yes, some of that is just luck, like it's just the nature of building anything. But a lot of it is also being very intentional about our choices and what we spend our time on.
0: Yeah. And I also want to say, there have been a couple of times where early on I was not in a position to say no to things and I did anyway because yeah. I had to. So I remember so distinctly when I very first started dealing with my anxiety, this is in 2014, I had never had such bad anxiety before. And it was just when my design business was taking off, I was just getting all these opportunities to come through. And I'll never forget, I had to... I remember I had to cancel on someone for designing their logo and it was after we had just like met them out in Joshua tree and they had been like so excited. And I was like, wow, this is going to be a great growth opportunity for me. And I really felt like I kind of sold them the dream of what I could do for them. And then I had to call them up and say, I'm really sorry, but I can't do this project. And I felt as someone who really has spent a lot of their life as a people pleaser, it was a really, really hard thing for me to disappoint them. But it was important because i it was my health. It was my health on the line. And another one I think of is when Jonathan Fields wanted me to do his full website and rebrand. This is for a good life project, which was like a dream yeah. job. Um, and I was so just grateful that he had even asked me to do that. And we had talked about so many unbelievable opportunities for it. And I thought this is the biggest project I've done by myself to date. And except for jason does
1: stuff of com. course except
0: for jason does stuff. Right, right right but i had to call him back and say hey i can't do this project justice because i'm dealing with a lot of health stuff those phone calls were so hard to make but they were so crucial because i knew what my limits were and i feel like there's so many of us i know there's some some of you out there listening right now where you have too much on your plate and you're just terrified of trying to take some stuff off and it's going to cost you your health and I don't want that for you. Yeah, for sure. Because when you really take a step back and go, what is the most important thing?
1: What is it all for?
0: What is it all for? For us, like it has to be your health. It has to be your mental health. Like you cannot do, you cannot live a good life. You cannot run a business if your mental health is in the garbage. And I know it's scary and I know it's hard, but it could be one or two hard conversations in between you feeling like a lighter, less pressurized version of yourself, and that might be the leverage you need to finally get your mental health under control. And if one person needs to hear this today, then I'm happy to say it, because those hard conversations are going to take 15 minutes max, but the 15 weeks on the back end of that conversation that you have where you can actually get your stuff together is worth it.
1: Good news is we have more than one person that listens to this show, so I think you got it. (laughs) We have seven listeners. Seven listeners. Seven. So let's keep the conversation going about saying no because we recently have been saying no to something and we actually had a full conversation about potentially saying yes in which we decided at the end of that to say no. So let's break down that really cryptic intro to this. So uh, Caroline put together this super awesome notion starter pack, which you've probably heard us talk about if you've listened to this podcast episode. But if you haven't, it's essentially a bunch of dashboards, a bunch of templates, and it all works together to be this life and business notion system. We call it the SOAR system. <laughs> There's a uh, an eagle mascot for it. Uh, And it's a really great, awesome productivity system that you've created within Notion. And so we built it for our Wandering Aimfully members. It was included in this last launch. It was kind of like our our new hot item that you could get with this launch. And we shared it on Instagram and we got a bunch of DMs from people being like, hey, you know, I don't necessarily need to join Wandering Aimfully. Can I just buy this separately? And when you hear that as a product creator, which is what we are,
0: it's what what you
1: dream about. You're like, yeah. We, I want to make more money. I've never
0: had this many people say, Can I buy this from you? Yeah.
1: And and it's it's exciting. It, you know, your ego me is like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Your bank account is just drooling. You got a drooly <laughs> bank account. And then you have to really sit down and think, is this right for us to sell separately? Because technically, from an actual technical standpoint, it wouldn't be that hard to sell it. We could do this pretty quickly. But saying yes to that and opening up that can of worms as we talked through it last weekend we realized hold on this is actually not a good opportunity for us to say yes to
0: right now and that this is why we tell people we have like a speaking of acronyms we have another system called our poot system yeah it's funny because it's poot like okay but it's (laughs) Plan, estimate, wireframe, and track. And so the idea behind it is before you say yes to a project, before you start a project, you really sit down and you say, what are all the tasks that are going to be required to actually execute on this? How much time is each of those things going to take? And then you say, do I have this time in my schedule? So few people do that. They just see shiny object or they see opportunity and they go, oh, it'll be easy. Okay, well, that's what we said. We sat down and we started talking about it. And then we're like, okay, but yeah, it's easy. But it's like, we got to set up this we got to do the emails. Then there's another like thing out in our ecosystem. We have to figure out X, Y, and Z. There's like,
1: support if something goes wrong. Yep, and and it all customers.
0: started kind of adding up. And I was also getting really sort of like irritated in this meeting when we were talking about it. And
1: At me specifically. No. no at, I'm just kidding. Just
0: in general. But I'm very good at having self-awareness and tapping in and going, where is that irritation coming from? And I said, you know what? I think I'm just tired of... I've just come off of two weeks of building the thing, another week and a half of putting together an entire presentation for our coaching session on the thing. I don't want to spend any more time on the thing right now. Yeah, it's 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 I mean for lack of a better term, I was a little burnt out on that specific thing. Yeah. And so you and I had to have a conversation to go, is this a good opportunity? Yes, but is this a good opportunity for us right now? No. yeah. And you have to have that self-awareness and honestly that discipline to be able to say i'm going to say no to money right now yeah. i'm going to say no to this money right now because i'm saying yes to the space you know for my mental health or the space to rest or those things and i i think i think going through like a mental health crisis which i don't think is too drastic of a term in 2019 really teaches you to have perspective when those things come up so that you can zoom the lens out and go It is not worth it for me to push it on this particular thing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we even started to run the numbers and we're just like, okay, like if this many people bought it, and you get to this point where you're like, even if this thing made 10x more money than we thought it would, we are reaching our enough goal because we've defined that goal. It's like going back to the launch thing, like we have reached this point where you know, I think we've talked about it on multiple iterations of this podcast. Like wandering Anthony makes around $20,000 a month. And that for us, we have established that is plenty of money for us to live off of. It is a fantastic life that we live and we are so excited to have a business that makes that much money. And that has happened over two and a half years of a lot of work. And what that does is that sets us up for when a project like this comes up that goes, oh, well, you could add some more money to that. We have the ability and the privilege to say, we don't need it. Yep. And and a lot of people don't have that. We totally understand that. And if you're at that place, you're not at that place to be able to do that, then by all means, make sure you do what is right for you. But this also is for a lot of our client businesses out there, because we both have done this before. You might have a big fish client. Like, imagine you had the bad life project client that came <laughs> to you. And, you know, it's like the most money you would ever make. Because it's, it's bad. Because bad is bad life. <laughs> but you don't get a good vibe yeah. on the calls. And you kind of don't resonate with the brand. But you're like, oh, but the money is so good. But what you don't realize is that you're exchanging future use happiness yep. and stress and mental energy for not a good thing. And yep. so for us, saying yes to creating the Notion Starter Pack as a standalone product that we could sell and make more money, sure, making extra money would be great that we could use as leverage to do other things, but at what cost? Yeah. And I think that that is a place where you, you get to a point when you've been working in business for a while and building your own things for a while where you really have to have this discerning palette to go... Yeah. Not right now. Yeah. And, and what happens is as soon as you make that decision to say, no, like the first 24 hours, you're like, Oh, am I making the right decision? Like these people, there's so many people who are asking us these things. And then about 24 hours after that, you're like, yeah, I think I'm making the right decision. And now we're like a couple days removed. And I'm like, ah, eh, we're never going to sell that.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's and just, you just like, move on. Yeah.
1: And it goes back to the essentialism mindset. Our business strategy is the essentialism mindset in action. We have wandering and fan limited, everything we make is added into that it's a one-time payment thing or like lifetime payment thing basically and if you want access to the notion starter pack then join wandering Infinite limited get everything else that we do yeah. and you'll get it but otherwise that that's well, us keeping our focus in one place well that's
0: what i thought was so funny as we when we finally sit down to talk about it i'm like this is literally why we started doing our exactly. gameplay was to bring everything under one roof. And just because somebody comes along and is like, "Hey, I'll pay you money to bring some stuff outside the roof," we're like, "Whoa!" Okay. If they would have
1: said it like that, I may have done it. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah.
0: they're like, "Cool." I'm
1: like, are you in the movie Roger Rabbit? What's yeah.
0: going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're like, "Oh yeah, let's bring it outside the roof." And then it's like, "No no no, you yeah. worked so hard to bring it under one roof." Yeah. Um. And I also want to say that you don't have to be making twenty thousand dollars a month in order to still be in that place where you recognize that. You you're making enough. Like your Absolutely. enough number can be $5,000 a month. It could be a, a side hustle and it could be $1,000 a month. Yeah. The number doesn't matter, but it it does matter that you set the number so that then that's when you feel empowered to say, you know what, I don't need to take this opportunity. And I also want to say that something shifts inside of you when you start saying no or when you start setting boundaries around what, you, what type of work you are and aren't willing to do. I think it changes your confidence. I think it changes the way you see yourself. I think it kind of puts power back in your hands. I know it did for me on the client front when I started saying no to certain clients, even when I felt like I wasn't necessarily in a place to be able to do so. But I I could see that I would, you know, if I took on clients that I didn't actually enjoy, it was only going to make me hate design. And then that was going to, impair my ability to grow in the long run and so I just had this very discerning palette of being like no I'm not going to take this like corporate weird client that just came along right and when I did that it's like I started seeing myself as a designer more so than I had before it's like oh wait now I'm not just starting out and taking whatever work I can, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. but That's that's kind of what
1: you have to do to start.
0: Right. But there comes a point where you shift from that mode into, okay, now I'm going to be a little bit more discerning. And there is a level, a new level of empowerment that happens. And what I'm trying to get at is you don't have to wait for that to magically happen. You can start that shift just by drawing better boundaries around what work you are and aren't willing to do
1: so guys don't take on the bad life project
0: yeah don't if no the bad life project there, comes along don't you do don't it don't you do it
1: don't you take it on uh all right so anything else you want to touch on with the notion starter pack stuff nope.
0: the okay. last thing i was going to talk about on like a tactical level with boundaries is just how we feel about like for ourselves setting boundaries around working on the weekends or working how much hours we work <laughs> yeah. and those types of things
1: yeah i mean it's funny when you work for yourself. I've said this on multiple episodes of this podcast, so sorry if you need to hear this again, but a lot of us leave the nine to five gig and we build like a nine to nine. And I've always yeah. called this a career dungeon. Yeah. Like you build like this just crazy situation for yourself that is more stressful, more hours, more work, more everything than you had when you worked for someone else. Yeah. And it's it's amazing that we do this to ourselves. And it goes back to what you said about like we're horrible bosses to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like We're just assholes. And you really, you have to fight against, well, I could do all these things that are on my task list to get done, or I could improve this thing, or I could work on this one client for a couple more hours. Because again, you're trading future time and energy for like a short-term return right now. And so I think what we've really learned over the years, and this is work-life balance, this is it right here. This is the conversation about it, is you have to figure out for you what feels the best, but you also do have to push a little bit against future you who's trying to take some of your time now mm-hmm. so it's like yeah i could work an eight hour a day right now but i could also work three hours in the morning take two hours in the afternoon just to like do whatever i want and mess around and like go for a walk and do whatever and then like come back and do like one more hour work and like oh i only worked four or five hours today and that's enough mm-hmm. because i'm my own boss i work for myself i've worked really hard in the past to get to this place And that's okay. I don't have to fall into some trappings of some system that exists. Why? Because it was made a hundred years ago and we all still abide by this like eight hour workday, 40 hour workweek mindset for some reason.
0: Yeah. Somebody said that the other day, like, is it nine to five? That's eight hours. That's eight hours. I was like, what? (laughs) I forget truly yeah, yeah. that that I used to sit down at a desk and that somebody was had expected me to get eight hours of work out of me every day. And
1: if you work a full time job, like we're not trying to laugh at you working. a oh, full-time Oh no, 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 no! I'm just saying, like it is just such a crazy construct, and I it's really
0: more than anything, I, yeah. I'm amazed because yeah. I'm amazed that that is the expectation because I don't think it is sustainable, and I no. think I think it's why so many people find themselves not fulfilled at nine to five jobs because it's it's a a level a, and a standard that is not fit for the human brain. Like yeah. our brains are creative. They're malleable. They're flexible. Our energy wanes and, and and dips. And like the fact that we're just supposed to be robots and sit down at a desk and crank out eight hours of work every day is absurd. We yeah. need more flex room.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I re, I, we don't pay attention to it much at all. But I would be curious from any of our nine to five listeners who went remote because of COVID. Like, has your work, like your relationship with your work completely changed? Like, is it so much better now? Do you feel like maybe you actually get more done in less time because you're not forced to go to an office, sit at a desk, be in stupid meetings. Like maybe you're still doing stupid meetings over Zoom, but you have a little bit more flexibility to your schedule and you can kind of get more done in constrained times. Yeah.
0: I mean, that might be for people without kids. Cause I think well, if you're totally. at home and you have kids at home, like,
1: do you have any parenting advice you want to give this week?
0: Um, just good job.
1: <laughs> way yeah. to way to keep them alive. i would say wash their teeth wash their teeth wash their teeth
0: definitely wash their teeth yeah. a couple of times yeah <laughs> <laughs> hashtag wash their teeth wash their teeth um if you if if it's your first time listening jason and i do not have children but we give excellent parenting advice like yeah. hashtag wash your teeth
1: yeah yeah i think the other thing i wanted to talk about with the boundaries thing is there are there's there's like no work day for us anymore like yeah. we, we create you know a work day because it kind of fits into like society and whatever but like we you know I remember fondly back when you used to be able to do this but, like we would go to a movie on a Tuesday at 11 a.m. oh was my
0: favorite thing yeah
1: and it just was I mean we're not gonna do that for a while but it just was one of those things where you, we felt guilty for so long doing it because it just doesn't fit within the normal constructs of society of like you should be doing this but there were like four other people in the theater so clearly those people had the same thoughts <laughs> we did and I think that You know, nowadays, as more of us are working from home, more of us are starting businesses, doing those things. I think the point that we want to get to here is figure out a balance, Mm -hmm. figure out an amount of hours a day, a week um, that work can get done, but also life can get done and that you can actually like, what is it all for? Why are you working at all if not to build a life that you love and you want to live and figure out how you can make those things work together. For
0: sure. And I do want to say it won't happen without intention because now, you know, our laptops and even our phones have become these little computer machines. And oh, they're, go on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're at our sides at all times. And so, and also if you do love your work, which we do, um, you know, it's, it's, much easier to just sit in that comfort and have this have the laptop open and do more as you were saying because you convince yourself that like every hour is a wasted hour if it's not working towards this goal especially if you're not where you want to be yet so it won't happen without intention it won't happen without setting those boundaries and then trying your best to stick to them Um, but I do think that ultimately you have to look at it like you're investing in the sustainability of your business every hour that you spend away from the laptop you may think that you're stealing that hour from a quote-unquote productive hour but it's what we always talk about which is rest is productive rest is filling up your tank so that you can go for you know 10 more years like that is is equally as important and should be intentional in the way that you approach structuring your business Um, and then like Jason said you know, don't fall prey to these, like, cultural norms just because they're cultural norms. Like, we work on the weekends, but it's because I love – dabble like i don't we call
1: call work dabbles work dabbles like i
0: love doing tasks for our business on the weekends that are creative that are filming
1: some reels filming reels we do on
0: weekends because it's fun we i learn new skills on the weekends like if i want to take like a little skillshare class or whatever i do that on the weekends um because that fills up my tank actually um and i don't have the weird pressure of the work week that is just inherent because i know everyone's on email and everyone's you know out there working. So do what feels right for you. Um, And then equally, if you feel like you need those boundaries to have the full weekend away from your laptop, do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think if there's one thing we could maybe leave you guys with here to wrap this episode up is just to like challenge something that you're doing in your daily work life that feels like you have to be doing it, Mm -hmm. but you don't actually have to be doing Mm -hmm. it. So is that like actually taking an hour for lunch? Not that seven minutes that it takes to eat a meal and then just going back to work after that. But really recharging your batteries and doing something, going for a walk, reading a book, getting outside, you know, anything that feels like, yeah, I'm gonna take an hour. I'm gonna actually wash your kid's teeth for an hour, whatever <laughs> you need to do. Uh, so hopefully that's helpful. Um, I actually would be really interested to, to know though, for any of our full-time job folks who have gone remote since COVID started, how has it changed? Shoot us yeah. an email. Hello at Wandering Aimfully. I just would love to hear some of those things or send us a DM on Instagram.
0: Or even things that you've struggled with about not having those clear yeah. boundaries anymore. Um, because as we mentioned, like we've been doing this for so many years now that it would be it would be helpful to know yeah. if you're new to it, what are those things you struggle with? Maybe we'll cover it on a upcoming episode.
1: Future episode. All right. Let's talk about movies. Do the movie song.
0: Movies. Movies.
1: okay yeah you guys got it i'll give that a three out of ten stars
0: (laughs) listen this is why i was a secret singer after school because of this moment right here (laughs) should have
1: been a secret (laughs) uh okay so our movies this past week i feel like overall it was a dud week
0: what did we watch
1: we watched rocky 4 and we watched the net.
0: Speci- why? Oh, because Rocky was a dud for me, and the net was a dud for you. Yeah. Kim's gonna be so mad at me. Yeah. about Rocky.
1: Okay, so Rocky Four. We, if you have not been listening, we do a classic movie night every week, and we pick two movies from like the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. That's our childhood, and that's why we call them classic for us. And then we share little review, facts, fun things. So, uh, Caroline has discovered up until Rocky Four. That she likes Sly.
0: I I really had a perception of yeah. Sylvester Stallone that I would not like him. Yeah. And we I watched Cliffhanger. we watched Cliffhanger. Yes. We watched Daylight. Yes. The the latter year, Saints. You know, <laughs> the, well, the latter year Sly. Yeah. Action movie star. I really enjoy, it. and so I was like, "Whoa, I've been sleeping on Sly, not yeah. sleeping with Sly, right. sleeping on Sly." Yeah. And so then Jason was like, "Well, maybe you'd like Rocky, Rocky Four is the best of the Rockies. Let's get you watching Rocky." And I was like, "Okay, like yeah. I think I could like Sly." And so we did. Didn't like it. And so let me just—some people are going to feel so no. It's strongly. okay. It's
1: okay. Uh, can I? Can I? Real quick. Yeah. I remember growing up and Rocky Four. I thought was like the best movie of all time. Yeah watching it again as an adult like actually like it's just objectively different. watching yeah. it again i'm like mm, not a great movie yeah you know like okay. really like Thank i'm you. watching it and, and the montage is fantastic and so
0: you have to understand music, i have no nostalgia fantastic. Like, Dolph
1: lundgren's chiseled jaw unbelievable right but there as were d- a movie yeah i'm just like mm, kind of felt there fun.
0: were some great parts that were like fun to look at from a perspective of like a great 80s movie yeah so, like all the like you know, scientific gear that they have strapped up to Dolph. To so Dolph, that's yeah. fun.
1: Which just none of it's helping at all.
0: Yeah, but like, I just it, You know, I also I really don't like boxing. Well, yeah. I don't like people fighting. Violence makes me uncomfortable.
1: Yeah.
0: In that like hand, fist fist fist, 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 fight, fist combat. To cuffs. hand fist to hand cuffs. <laughs> fist to cuffs. You don't like
1: fist cuffs. Does yeah. this movie have fist I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. So
0: anyway, and and because I didn't have then any nostalgia to like pull from right. and to make me feel warm and right. fuzzy. It was just a snooze fest for me. Yeah, it really. Sorry, was. Yeah. I'm
1: sorry.
0: It's okay. You but don't... listen, I like Sly. Like, yeah. I think I'm like 45 and plus Sly. Yeah, yeah. You know.
1: So here's the thing. I what I want to do is I want to avoid all of his like cliche action movies uh-huh. like Rambo. Yeah. The rest of the Rockies, The Expendables. We're not going to watch any of those. Yeah. But I want to find the other cliffhangers, The drama. Daylights, the sly drama. Like those. Yeah, me too. And like, we'll, we'll bring those back in. We'll, okay. we'll revive the sly. Uh, revive you know, hashtag revive the sly. <laughs> Wash your kids' teeth and revive the sly <laughs> in sci- Secret Singer Society. Okay, so that was Rocky Four. And again, listen, I'm with you guys. I was a huge Rocky Four fan. I was pumping this movie up for Carol to watch. And then I watched it and I was like, meh. Yeah, kind of you were like, really
0: upset within the first 10 minutes. You could see it was not going to go well. And you yeah. were doing the thing that I do with... Yeah. I want you to watch a movie yeah. where you were like yeah but did you yeah. see you yeah. know you were yeah. like trying to yeah. like and I was like yeah no I saw yeah. it yeah yeah.
1: Uh, okay so second movie was uh, one Sandy B yeah The in Net in The Net yes
0: and now this it was reversed
1: it was reversed because
0: this is right in my wheelhouse
1: you had not seen this movie
0: now that I remember, I have
1: seen okay. it. movie. I had not seen this movie. Yeah. Uh, I do like the premise of the movie. Yeah. I wonder if I didn't like this movie because we came off of Rocky, which felt like a dud for me. Right. And I had this like tainted yeah. movie brain. It's
0: a little bit, you were being vindictive. Like you also, I like, oh, oh what? You- I don't like this
1: movie. The movie you wanted to watch with a plot is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one's got fisticuffs in this movie. Uh, I think the premise I think
0: it was too slow for you. I think
1: the premise of the movie was great. I think the movie was 45 minutes too long.
0: Yeah. Like it I could just see
1: that. and it it also just felt a little hokey, which is not mm-hmm. surprising from a movie made at that time because that's kind of how they all felt. Yeah. But it just wasn't like I just I'm like, okay, and I, yeah. I like it, one of those things where I can predict almost every single thing that's going to yeah. happen. I'm not a genius. It's just the movie was <laughs> super predictable. Yeah. And I just wanted a little bit of Oh, didn't see that coming. Like, give me a plot twist. Like, they didn't give me a plot twist. I just like, yeah, this is what's gonna happen like, to oh, Sandy. Yeah,
0: I know. Like it was like when the cop got, got her out of jail.
1: You're like, oh, couldn't <laughs> cop cop couldn't be a bad but guy, what, could he? But
0: what's funny is like <laughs> I've seen the movie. <laughs> <You> <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God for that cop. <laughs> like, whoo, got her out.
1: This is where I just want you guys to know this is a fun fact about Carolyn when we watch movies. We'll watch a movie. And you know, we'll be like 30 minutes <laughs> into the movie. And I'll just kind of see like a slow head turn out of the corner of my eyes. Slow head turn. It's always the same. And I'll just reach forward and I'll grab the tiny Apple remote and I'll hit pause. And I'll go. He always pauses. And I'll go. What don't you understand? <laughs> and and you go. Like, hey. You go. Hold on. Okay, so I totally get the part with the the cop who yeah. came out like yeah. with her. But that cop, he's a bad guy. Yeah, I'll go. And I'll go. So you totally got it. <laughs>
0: I'll usually go like, okay, so just so we're on the same page. Like
1: everyone here who's watching this movie understands. Just we're on the same page.
0: Um he works for who? For the bad guys? The bad guys with them.
1: Yeah, so that's a fun part about watching some of these yeah, movies with Caroline. People, is that yeah. The predictability of a movie is not predictable for you a lot No, the it's times. great. I, Which is fine because it makes the movie really enjoyable oh, for you. Oh yeah, this yeah. is
0: also like, I'm the person who gives people like links for Christmas presents and I totally forget and then I'm excited yeah, that exactly. what I got. Yeah. So whatever that part of my brain is that just doesn't keep information or like doesn't make connections is right. great. It yeah. makes for a much more, I'm every like, I'm like for Dory.
1: You, almost every, yeah, almost every movie for you, you're like, whoa. Well, wow. there's a lot of intrigue and desire yeah, in this I, movie.
0: Also, speaking of that, we really need to have a debrief on, on Kong, versus Kong
1: versus Godzilla. Godzilla, because there's, pl- there's some potholes. You know Kong is the gorilla character, right?
0: <laughs> I gathered. <laughs> Go through the whole thing. Are uh, you sure? Because yeah. no, I'm
1: just All right, so the net... Uh...
0: I enjoyed it because I love Sandy B so much.
1: I feel like if you could do a 1.2X version of that movie, maybe I would have enjoyed it more.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And I just love, like, the computer angle. We always
1: love, like, a movie I love, in the like, 90s. love, like, a thriller yeah, element. With, with computer angle.
0: I love that it's, like, chasey. There's, like, there's chase elements of things. Somebody's on the run. I think
1: I'm going to mention this movie for, like, the next 10 movie review what? sections. Virtuosity. You guys, we watched this a couple weeks ago. We talked about it at length in one of the. If you have not watched that, please watch that. That is such a great. Hold on,
0: that was not. What am I thinking of? That was the Russell Crowe one.
1: Yes, with Denzel. With Denzel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Such a great. Just like, what were you guys thinking about the future? Okay, cool, cool, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, the net and Rocky Four, kind of a dud week, but still, you know, it's fun because then we look back and we're like, yeah, they were duds, but then it's fun to talk about. Oh
0: yeah, it's not like a waste of time.
1: Also, I think this week, uh, one of our movies is gonna be J Three coming up. Okay. Yeah.
0: We're working through the J's. Do you know what the J's are? It's Jurassic Park, (laughs) but we just drop the P. No one,
1: no one calls them those except for us. So we watched J one, J two, and now we got to get through J three. Yeah, yeah. We'll Mm -hmm. pair that with something else, something with computers in the future, obviously.
0: Obviously, this is our our genre that we're Um, on right
1: now. I think that's it. I think those are all the things.
0: Okay. Well, right. thanks for coming out, and uh appreciate, appreciate you yeah. being here.
1: Hey, give a, a quick pitch about leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcast real quick. Just because oh, okay. I feel like we get a good amount of like, DMs, emails, but those don't turn into reviews. And hey, then guys. no one else who goes to find our podcast sees that people like it recently. Do you
0: love this podcast? Okay. Do you think that our preambles are absolutely ridiculous? Yeah. Do you... Are-
1: Ask them if they're a cinnamon
0: roller. Are you a cinnamon roller? Yeah. Do you want to validate me for my secret that mm. I told you about being a secret singer after yeah. school yeah. and being very vulnerable and sharing that? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to affirm that vulnerability? Yeah. Then you're gonna love giving us five stars on iTunes.
1: Nice. It's not on iTunes. It's on Apple Podcasts. iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Just doesn't it? No. It's it's Apple Music. It's Apple Podcasts. Well,
0: they should really do. They should spend more money on advertising.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where, yeah. Apple Podcast is the one that we would love for you to leave a review on because that's where people, the majority of people listen to this podcast. Over 70% of people listen to our podcast and mm.
0: I'm a Spotify podcast listener. I'm a
1: Castro, which I think it's just me. I think it's I'm the only you. one. Uh, but seriously though, it does really go a long way. We joke about it a lot, but it is helpful and if you do like this podcast, uh, it does help other people like you find our podcast and they can listen to all of our silly jokes. So please the leave jokes. a review, click the stars, the amount of stars that you feel you know warrants it, which is five or more. That's the scale that we go off <laughs> of. Uh, just
0: strictly but
1: feel free to also like leave a fun little story about how you had some little debbie snacks that you found you had to climb on a dryer yep. and like get them in the cabinet in the con- like leave, leave use it as like a comment you know it's just like you left a comment on this show yeah all right
0: if you had some lols yeah mention that
1: tell us the last time you had a great cinnamon roll in the comments i'd love to read those stories a
0: cinnamon lol
1: <gasps> no
0: mm. should we call them the cinnamon lollers?
1: no are They're you sure rollers are you
0: sure yeah i love that <laughs>
1: It's because you said it. That's why you I love know, it. I but it's yeah. like
0: cinnamon rolls and laughs.
1: Yeah. All right, everybody. All right,
0: cinnamon rollers <laughs> Catch you next <laughs> time.
1: See you later, cinnamon, cinnamon rollers. Cinnamon <laughs> rollers. All right. Bye, bye cinnamon Cinnamon rollers. rollers. <laughs> bye. Cinnamon rollers. Bye, cinnamon rollers. <laughs>